Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Glad you joined us uh, today. Obviously, I am in a different venue today in my office. I've got my Museum of the Bible member mug right here. And let me just say this. If you're ever in the D.C. area and you would like to go to the Museum of the Bible, it is unbelievable. Uh, We'd love to send you. We have uh, kind of a membership in our church, and we can send you a special code, and you can go uh, for free. So that would be a blessing, and you would really enjoy it. So uh, let me just put that plug out for that. And uh, let's open our Bible, if we can, to Revelation chapter 8. We are finally at the place in our study where we're going to open the seventh seal. So remember... We've talked about the seal, that the scroll that nobody could open. That's all the way back in chapter number five. And finally, uh, Jesus came, the lamb, and he was found worthy to open the scroll. And what joy in heaven that now we can discover uh, these aspects about the future. And John has been writing now what he has been learning as he has seen the scroll opened progressively. As each one of these seals has been opened or broken, we've learned something new. And six of those seals uh, were opened in chapter 6, ironically. And then in chapter 7, we have a little bit of a pause. As we talked about the 144,000, we talk about the tribulation saints But now we're back in chapter number eight to that seventh seal. So would you open your Bible with me? If you can, if not, just listen carefully. Revelation chapter eight and verse number one, where the Bible says, and when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. This is one of the most enigmatic verses in all the Bible. To think that the seal was opened and heaven went silent. Now, one thing we've learned thus far is that there's all kinds of things going on in heaven. The praise that's being offered to God, the heavenly choir, the angels that are worshiping, all of the activity and all of the vision that John has seen. But now with the opening of this seventh seal, everything stops. And everything gets quiet. Now, I know that a half hour doesn't seem like a whole lot of time, but it's all relative, isn't it? Because if there's all this activity and all this noise and the cacophony of of sound and all these uh, creatures and angels and and people and, and creatures and all of it, and yet all of a sudden it goes silent then I think the silence itself is deafening. And certainly it's going to be an attention getter. They teach you in public speaking that sometimes the best way to garner the attention of an audience is not through volume, but through a well-placed pause 
Well, if that be true, then in Revelation chapter 8, we have a well-placed pause. As now the seventh seal is opened, all of heaven goes silent. Now, what? What is, the, what is this all leading up to? Well, look, at, look, if you would, at verse number two. And I saw seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. So remember, this is the seventh seal that is being opened. And when we open the seventh seal, it's almost as if the seventh seal now shows us a a scope of seven more things that we're going to see or hear in this instance, which is seven trumpets. So the seventh seal is the introduction of the seven trumpets, each of which will be sounded by an angel that's surrounding the throne of God. So the throne of God, the seven angels now that seem to have a special emissary responsibility uh, from God are going to sound these trumpets. Now, what do we know about trumpets in the Bible? Well, one thing we know about trumpets in the Bible is that they signal the coming of a great event. Uh, For instance, we've talked about the rapture. The trump of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. So a trumpet is the sounding of an event or the calling of a group to gather. So in that case, we gather in the clouds with the Lord. A trumpet was used to gather the the troops together. As a matter of fact, there were various trumpet sounds that indicated various troop movements. There was a sound for attack. There was a sound for retreat. There was a sound for gather. And so a trumpet was associated with war, uh, with the gathering of people, uh, with judgment in that sense. And we're going to see that all of that is true when the sounding of these trumpets actually takes place. So, In review, this is the seventh seal, and the seventh seal is introducing the seven trumpets after a time of great silence in heaven, which is only adding to the drama of what we're about to learn. So look at verse 3, where the Word of God says, And another angel came. So we've talked about the seven angels, each of which is going to blow a trumpet, the seven angels around the throne of God. But now there's an, another angel, an eighth angel, uh, someone separated from these angels, and he has a special obligation or a special task. Look at it, verse number three. And another angel came and stood at the altar. Remember what we talked about, how that the throne room of God seems to be a a picture of what we know to be the tabernacle. When God gave Moses the the specifications for the tabernacle, including the size and the type and the furnishings and all of that, remember the Bible says that the tabernacle, the place where God would meet men on earth, was but a picture of the real thing in heaven. So here we are in the throne room, and it seems as if the description of the throne room of God in chapter number four and spilling into chapter number five indicate that this is what the tabernacle has been patterned after. And a good indication of that here is verse number three, 
where it says that another angel came and stood at the altar. So there's an altar there and having a golden censer. So the, 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 the altar where the sacrifices would be made, the golden censer would be the pot. Remember the pot that one would hold. And inside that pot, you'd have coals that would burn incense and the smoke would come up out of that censer. Remember when uh, Aaron took the censer and ran between the living and the dead at that great plague uh, back in the book of Exodus. The censer would be the, uh, the, the, the housing of the incense and the, the coals from off the altar would burn that incense. So get the picture. So here in verse number three, he had a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense. That's interesting that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. So the incense would be burned. uh, And the, the incense is related to the prayers of the saints, much incense. Well, that's kind of confusing at first, is it not? Until we realize that in the Bible, incense would often symbolize the prayers of God's people. Remember uh, there in Philippians chapter 4, when the Apostle Paul said he had received from the Philippians their gift, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable to God uh, that brought a a good scent in the nostrils of God. And uh, we could point to other passages. The point is this, that incense in the Bible and the rising of the smoke, the altar of incense in the Bible, was symbolic of the prayers of God's people. So here, God is acting. Something's about to happen. And it seems that what's about to happen in heaven, in Revelation chapter 8, is in response to, or at least has a connection to, the prayers of God's people. Wow, there's great comfort in that for me to realize that the prayers of God's people never fall on deaf ears. The prayers of God's people that ascend to heaven are that which God breathes in, are that which God notices, are that which God takes pleasure in, and are that which God answers And too often we think that the answers to our prayers need to take place along our timetable. But what's interesting here is the prayers of the saints, uh, in many cases here, are those saints that have already died. It's not that they're praying in heaven, but these collected prayers of all time uh, have risen to heaven, and God is responding in his time to the prayers of God's people. Look at verse number uh, three again. uh, With the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, verse number four. And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. There were voices, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. So the prayers of God's people 
not only arose to God, the prayers of God's people not only came to the notice of and the satisfaction of God, but mixed with the fire from the altar of heaven, these prayers, in essence, were cast back down to the earth where they accomplished much. You see the uh, what the Bible says here, the voices and the thunderings and the lightnings and the earthquake. In other words, a great shaking of the earth, a great judgment upon the earth was a result of, in part, the prayers of God's people mixed with the fire from the altar. See, that's what the prayers of God's people do. Uh, the prayers of God's people invite the very power of God. The prayers of God's people invite the very resources of heaven. And God. the prayers of God's people that have gone up have turned into action from God coming down. What a great picture, even for you and me today, that we learn that prayer doesn't always see an immediate response. God's sense of justice, while it's absolutely 100% accurate, is not always uh, our sense of timing. But the prayers of God's people will indeed make a difference. Mixed with the power of God, brought back down to earth, we see a real benefit to the prayers of God's people for God to do something about the injustices that they have seen over the course of history. And we're seeing the fruition of that right here in Revelation chapter number 8. So I I hope that helps today. I know that some of this is a little bit nebulous, but what have we learned? We've learned that this is the seventh seal. We've learned that the seventh seal is going to inaugurate the seven trumpets. We learned that the prayers of God's people have a big part in this. This is a dramatic turn of events as indicated by the time of silence. And we're about to hear something and we're about to see something that is just awe-inspiring. But you're going to have to wait until next episode to learn a little bit more about that. So thanks for your faithfulness. Appreciate you joining us again today. We'll see you again uh, next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.